Hi there, and welcome back to the Rash Caps with Jake and John. I'm Jake. And I'm John. So, uh, I guess this qualifies as our season preview episode. The season yes. is two days away, uh, April 7th, hopefully, weather permitting, at 4 p.m. Uh, seems like the opening day matchup will be Tyler McGill versus Patrick Corbin, a absolute must the way we see all drew matchup. it up in the offseason i mean for the nats pretty much yeah they didn't exactly have big mm-hmm. plans which no. i guess works as a segue a fast segue into our actual topic uh which is how do you evaluate the washington nationals 21 22 offseason uh and it was not great that's Pretty much how I feel. So what do you think was not great about it? There are so many opportunities this offseason where you could have... We've talked about this in the last podcast, right after we signed Nelson Cruz, right after we made all those signs of relievers, and right when everything came back. There was a strategy there that the Nats could have done easily, or if they invested $15 more million in this payroll, you could have added, you know, starting pitchers, you know, assets that could speed up a, a rebuild. And I know last time we talked, we were talking about them potentially getting a big free agent, like a Correa or a Bryant or something like that. And obviously they didn't even sniff either of those. And then, uh, but that was a whole different strategy. That was a bold strategy. If you want to go bold and go big, the way it looked like the Nats were going after they made all those small signings was continuing to go and make those small signings and build up a roster of major league caliber players, you know, from one to let's say, 1520 and then you could have the, the scraps pieces and actually have a, a decently competitive team and with a 16 playoff could potentially sneak it and all you gotta do to do that is 15 20 more million dollars in payroll you sign a, a handful of starting pitchers to add depth to the rotation and you're good to go the nats didn't do that they stopped where they were and said you know what? this is good we signed nelson cruz we signed sean doolittle we signed, signed steve ciszek this is our team going into 2022. And that means you're going to have quality innings started by Jonah Don. You're going to have Anibal Sanchez, who's your, I think, four starter right now. Ugh. It's bleak. It's bleak. Yeah. And, you know, for 10 to 15 million more dollars, they could have not been as bleak. Um, you, you look at that lineup and it's fine. You know, mm-hmm. the middle of the lineup is competitive. It's, I, I would say, among the best middle, the, that 2 3 4. It's among some of the top two, three, fours in the league, with Cruz, right. who's been one of the best offensive bats in the last three years, uh, Soto, who's Soto, and Josh Bell, who's a, you know a plus plus bat. If you take out his April last year, he was one of the best offensive first basemen in the league. Um, so you know that's a good two, three, four, and the rest of the lineup fills out decently. Kiebert, who I'm I'm high on, I think you know unfortunately can't win Rookie of the Year this year because of stupid rules. The lineup fills out nicely. Um, is all I'm saying. You have holes with Michael Franco and fucking D. Strange Gordon in it for some reason. Uh, but, you know, it's not the worst lineup I've ever seen. But that rotation might be the worst rotation I've ever seen. It's, I, I would say, easily a contender for worst rotation in baseball this year. Uh, it's it's really bleak. Especially if, I mean, who knows what you're going to get from Strasburg. Like, if, if Strasburg throws no innings this year or throws a hundred bad innings this year or something. I mean, it's just, 
It is not a good rotation. Uh, and, and I think the worst thing about the rotation is that there's no point to it being this bad. Like, there's no... Mm-hmm. There are so many innings that could have been filled by, you know, quality back-end guys. Like, Johnny Cueto just signed a minor league deal with the Cubs. Uh, yeah, White Sox. White but Sox. also, Cueto was Chicago. Cueto probably wasn't signing that same deal with the Nats. With I a non-contender. Think. I mean, Michael Pineda signed a yes. one-year deal. There are all these guys who signed one-year deals. Whether or not they would have signed one-year deals with a non-year, non-contender like the Nats is one question. But the, the end result is you're giving all these innings to guys who have no future. You're giving innings to, I mean, mm-hmm. look, I, I get that there are people out there who like Josh Rogers for some reason. I mean, he seems like a nice guy. Uh, he is not going to be a quality major league starter. I would be shocked if he is. Uh, Paulo Espino is 35 years old. Anibal Sanchez is 38 years old. Uh, these are not guys that you expect to to give you quality innings or to be around for the the next good or decent or competitive Nats team. Uh, you know, I think the biggest problem I have with this team and this roster as it's constructed is 2022 doesn't seem to serve a purpose in a rebuilding no. project. Uh, the Nats have... They're not a particularly young team. They're not a particularly prospect-laden team. And, you know, part of that is just the fact that I mean, the, the cupboard was pretty bare. They didn't have a lot of prospects. Uh, but the point of that is that you, know, you can further a rebuild by adding talent uh, that you can flip or by adding talent that you expect to be around for the next competitive cycle. Uh, the Nats didn't do that, and now they've got you know, 26, 27-year-old Lane Thomas and left... Uh, their shortstop platoon seems to be. I mean, they, they put, they let Luis Garcia start the season at AAA, which I know some people have problems with. I don't know that he's necessarily the type of player who just deserves to have that spot handed to him. He is still just 22, but I mean, the, the Nats' shortstop platoon is Alcides Escobar, Ere Adrianza. Their third base, you know, obviously Kibum getting hurt changes their plan, which was not a good plan to begin with because Kibun no. is 25 and seems like he has never known how to play baseball in his entire life. But uh, third base is Michael Franco's. What the heck are you going to learn about the team giving 400, 500 at-bats to Michael Franco? Uh, yeah. it, it's just... It's not a great strategy. There's, it, it's just... It's a cobbled together team for the sake of building a team this year. That's all it is. I mean, Major League it, Baseball requires, requires them to play 162 games this season. Exactly. And so, and so this is that. the roster that they put together based off. Exactly. Exactly. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, this. I agree 100% that there's no strategy. And, mm-hmm. you know, again, you could get by on having your Michael Franco's and, you know, whatever in your lineup if you built up their rotation. Um, the interesting thing about this team is it's not even like a cheap team either. It's not like this team has like no payroll. We still have a pretty, you know, middle of the pack to upper, I think we're like 13th or 14th in payroll this year. 
Uh, it's the roster resource has them as 17th. They have them around $135 million. Yeah, it's not that cheap of a team. They're still spending a lot of money. Uh, but let's look into that. It's uh, all this dead is, money. Right. This is a great segue to something I've been yelling about on Twitter. You know, you, you can give the Nats credit for having a middle of the, uh, uh, of the pack payroll, but the truth is they didn't really have any choice in that. $65 million in payroll this year is going to Steven Strasburg, Patrick Corbin, and Will Harris. Those guys were unmovable. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you could have moved Harris if you ate his whole salary and traded it for some other terrible contract, but that wouldn't serve any point. That wouldn't no, maybe not either. He has a pitch in a year. And he's not going to pitch anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Uh, he just and got no some some kind of surgery. Uh, I don't expect to see anything from mm-hmm. him this year. But uh, so you've got this dead money that's half the uh, payroll of the team. Then you've got guys that, like, no major league team could, in the Nats situation, maybe there's a team out there that could have traded Juan Soto and his $17 million salary. Maybe some team could have justified it. Maybe the A's, probably just the A's, Mm-hmm. But if you are a normal team with normal resources, you just you couldn't move Juan Soto. So I would say that of the guys on their roster, and you know, obviously some of the one-year deals they signed are guys that you know, even the even the Pittsburgh Pirates signed Dan Vogelbach and Roberto Perez this year, and they're trying to lose as cheaply as possible. Uh, so, uh, the fact of the matter is, I would say, uh, what I would call the discretionary payroll of the Nats. Uh, you've got Bell and his $10 million. He could have been moved. You've got Cruz and his 12 to $15 million, depending on how you do the accounting. Uh, that wasn't necessary. You know, uh, then you've got Cesar Hernandez and maybe one of C-Sheck. Uh, or do little. And so I would say the Nats have about $30 million in payroll that they had to spend, or that they didn't have to spend, that they're actually spending to try and make this team better or, you know, improve a rebuild. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they, they're at $130 million in payroll, 130 to 135, depending on you account for it. Last year, they started the season at $185 million. Uh, you hear a lot about how the Nats are overextended. You know, the learners do a lot of carping about it, about how they overextended themselves for the last four or five years to win a title, uh, and that because of the Masson deal or whatever, the Nats are, you know, if not in the red, spending above what they intend to spend on payroll. I don't know. This is still the sixth largest market mm-hmm. in baseball, and, you know, Mass in dispute or no mass in dispute, the Nats do okay in rights fees. They're not, you know, the Yankees, the Red Sox in terms of how much money they bring in, but they do pretty well. They're certainly a top half of revenue team. So, you know, I I see wiggle room there. I see $20 million the Nats could have spent that would have still kept them $30 million cheaper 
you know, it wouldn't have made them a contender. And I get no. that spending $155 million on a team that's not going to win anything is annoying. Uh, or, all, you know, but also, who, who really knows? I mean, you never know. Let's say for some somehow, some way, you sign Pineda and you sign Chris Archer. And let's say somehow, some way, they give you, you know, 160, 170 innings of, let's say, 4-2 ERA. Right. And then you have League Gray, who Gray, let's say Gray has a good year. Corbin bounces back. Yeah, Corbin bounces back somewhat. And then you have like four starters with a four ERA that give you quality innings. Your offense is not the worst. It could be a, I think the lineup could still be top 10 with just because yeah. it's Juan Soto alone. I that could have been good it, enough. You look at yeah. it last year, the Nats, you know, they had the third best WRC plus in the National League in the second half of the season. And obviously, mm-hmm. that's mostly Juan Soto, but but he still uh, he's plays still here. here, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then you added Nelson Cruz too, uh, right? So you could make a path for that six seed. Now it's not likely, right. but you know we're not saying likely. We're just saying you could make it, and you and then in the playoffs, who knows what happens? Obviously, they're not the favorite, but again, that's why you compete. That's why you try to spend $20 million more so that door isn't closed. And, you know... And regardless of with, whether it works out, I mean, you've, you then would, you've got assets that you can trade at the deadline. It doesn't hurt exactly. at all. Exactly. <sighs> Frustrating. They could it have been is. better. They could have they, been a contender. Not really, but... I could have been a contender instead of a bum, which is what I am. The exactly. Washington Nationals 2022 slogan. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they weren't they weren't going to be a great team, no. But which is which is fine after you know a decade of contention. It happens. Well, yeah. I mean, it was it was unavoidable for them. They don't exactly. have they don't have the prospect generating machine of the Dodgers. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, the, I, I don't know that that qualifies as unavoidable, but the the system was bad. Therefore. Even with spending two hundred million dollars this year, the team was not going to be good. Uh, the thing that bugs me is that they didn't even make a competitive effort for someone like Correa. They got lucky because it didn't end up hurting them because they can try and make that effort again next year when they're somewhat more ready to contend. Uh, and you know, Correa will be available. Turner will be available, and I don't think they poisoned the well on Turner. I think he would come back here if they made an offer. Uh, and Bogarts will be available. So they will still be able to fill their yeah. shortstop hole next year. But mm-hmm. they didn't even bother to try with any of those guys, which is disappointing. No. It is. I mean, those. yeah, as you said, there will still be a market next offseason to get to add talent. But next offseason seems like the year you have to do it. I mean, you're not, you know, if you want it, you have, you'll have two years left with Soto after this year. You're throwing away a year of Soto, which if you're th- you have three years left of Soto, in my mind, if you're not going to contend or try, you know, there's no use of almost having him on your team if you're not going to try for the next three years. Like, right. you know, th- there's no point in just wasting three years of Juan Soto. So in my mind, if they're really desperate and really trying to, to extend him, they need to start proving it and start building the team again back around him. And, yeah. you know, to prove it to him, at least, that the team won't be just a, a waste of space for him to be on for his whole career. Um, so next offseason, to me, is the show-me offseason. 
you know, show right. me that you're serious about keeping Juan Soto. Show you know people that you're serious about keeping Juan Soto, because this year's a wash. And so next off season, I mean, I don't know what the free agent market looks like next off season, but of course we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, right. And there'll be guys available, but um, there is a whole you know, next season off-season. to be played between now and that. Exactly, and we're not even doing our we're doing our season preview, not our 2022 off season pre- preview. Right. Uh, <sighs> I mean, it's it's frustrating. Uh, it feels like a lost off season. They made something of an effort to try and retain Soto. They gave him a reasonable starting offer. I mean, yeah. obviously, we don't know what transpired between that offer and now, uh, but it's clear that Juan Soto is not under contract uh, for more than the next three years. Uh, mm. I'm not going to be one of those guys who says, like, at the end of this year, if they're not ready to try and make that leap and build something for the next two years with Soto that they should trade him because I think you just Juan Soto is one of the top five advantages in baseball in terms of, you know, having him on the roster. Uh, You know, I I would put him behind Trout and Otani. Imagine having both of those guys and still not being able to win. but you're just not going to get fair value for a guy like Juan Soto. There's no player or package of a couple players that can really uh, match his kind of production in one spot. Uh, and, and more than that, I just like watching the guy play. And I would feel cheated if we got cheated out of two seasons of Soto in a Nats uniform. Uh, but that being said... Uh, yeah, like we've been saying, waste of an off season. Uh, yeah, don't let it happen yeah. again. No, I mean your 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 clock is running. All right, so I think we've talked enough about how mad we are about the Nats. So uh, let's talk about other teams. There are twenty nine of them. Not all of them are infuriating. Uh, so uh, let's talk about the American League because that's far away from us. Uh, AL East. Okay. Uh, the uh, Rays just did something that kind of annoyed me in the Austin Meadows mm-hmm. trade. Uh, I don't think it's going to hurt them particularly. They're very annoyingly good at turning crap into gold. Uh, and it's, I, I complain about this. You know, it's, it's a ship of Theseus thing where you keep removing pieces from the Rays and, you know, are they still the Rays? The Rays are more defined by their organizational strategy than any player that's on their team. I'd say and now, though, they have that guy, and they have him for 10 more years. Right, that wow. is true. And the yes. the Franco extension was obviously a great move. Obviously, you fully expect that that'll be a below-market uh, signing, yeah, he's which makes it very, very Rays. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and he's was 20 years old and he was great last year so between him and a rosarina that's a really that like good combo right there and you still got like you know brennan lau uh josh lowe is their you know prospect who's replacing meadows so it's still like a good good lineup and you know who knows they have a lot of pitchers that people are high on rasmussen people really like um they, I, don't, I don't even know. They just Shane McClanahan. Guys. Shane McClanahan. Um, yeah. I mean, they're they're the Rays. They're the same team they always are. And yep, do they just didn't, different pieces. 
they didn't get particularly worse this off season. I mean, the Meadows trade again annoys me, but uh, he didn't play I, this year either. Meadows did. Was he hurt, or is that no? no Glass now was hurt. hurt. Yeah, eh. wrong, wrong part. Of the I, trade. I I knew where you were going with that. Yeah, um, yeah. The I still don't see them. I mean, they won a hundred games last year, but just in terms of excitement, in terms of sneaky advantage, uh, I got to take the Jays in the East. Yeah, I agree. Um, uh, the their fifth starter is Yusei Kikuchi. They've mm-hmm. got, you know, Alec Manoa. They've got Ryu. They've got Gosman. Uh, I mean, obviously, I would expect Gosman to take some steps back. But even even if he's just good instead of great, I mean, it's a very good rotation. It's very deep. They have Barrios too. You didn't even mention him. Barrios is their ace. Uh, mm-hmm. They they extended him, which is fun. Um, mm-hmm. They, I, I mean, mean they, 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 that team lost the AL Cy Young last year, and they lost right. the third-place finisher for the for the AL MVP, and yet they're, I think they're better this year. Yeah, I would agree with that. They they reinvested all the money they lost, or all the salary they lost with uh, Semyon and Ray moving on, and they, I mean, they built a really good team, and it's a team that, like, I expect to contend for years a to come. They've got, that, they've got that young offensive core, Plus young pitching core too. Yeah, I mean, Manoa is great. They've got uh, uh, what's his face, the guy with the really good fastball. Nate his Pearson. name is escaping me. Thank you, Nate Pearson. Yep. See, we watch baseball. Mm-hmm. We know the guys. Yeah, uh, and I mean, Barrios is still not. You know, he's like what twenty eight. Yeah. You no, know, still pretty young. So they're a young team with a lot of great value at the young players. They're just loaded. They're a loaded team. I'm really the, excited about it. They're, I think they're by and far the best team in the American League. Yeah. Uh, I think they're the most complete team in the American League. I don't know who's better than them. And I think you also have to think about the, their home field advantage this year, too. And there's going to be a huge role in them being good. Yeah. I I completely agree. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, if I if I was taking the picking the division order, I would say Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, and then somewhere in space, uh, the Orioles, who will probably lose 110 games again this year. Yep. Uh, and they're perfectly happy doing that. Yeah. Ugh, God, they really annoy me. Hmm. Sorry, this is not an airing of grievances. This is a season preview. The Central, uh, I think, is one of the most, not one of the better divisions in baseball, but I think it's one of the more exciting divisions in baseball. It's an interesting division. I think there is no, I'm not sold on the White Sox. I know a lot of people are really in on the White Sox. I think they're a little fraudulent. I think we saw that in the postseason last year. Right. Uh, I think, you know, there's not a bad team in this division, which is nice. You know, there's no team that's truly terrible. Um, no, I think even the, though all the Cleveland teams, is not trying. No, but they still have you know the best pitcher possibly in the AL. Right. They have you know Jose Ramirez for now. Right. Um, they've got they've got a Cy Young candidate and an MVP candidate. Yeah. I mean that's that's It'll a be lot. Interesting. Yeah. And you know I think every team in that division ranges from 75 to 92 wins. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, keep 
keeping in mind that they all have to play each other. Yeah, uh, that's, but yeah, you know. in terms in terms of true talent, none of them are really good and none of them are really bad, mm-hmm. uh, and, and that should that's how all divisions should be. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not. I don't know. Good teams are fun, but mm-hmm. I, I like it's a the volatile. Fact, yes, who knows what the Twins are going to do? I thought they would win the division last year and they lost ninety games. So I don't like them that at all this year, even with I Korea. don't know. I mean, but the Bucks and Correa is a very deadly part of the lineup. I mean, they've been proven all spring. If Buxton can stay healthy. Mm-hmm. That's how it's like always after been. The, you got Polanco, Buxton. It, it's, it's a weak bottom half of the lineup. It's a very dead bottom half of the lineup. Right. And they just, mm-hmm. they don't have a lot of pitching. I mean, they made they some got gray. moves. They, and they got gray for nothing. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, they got gray for the kind of return that the Nats could have matched. Yeah. You know, not, not talking about that anymore, but... No. They, they've got. They're relying on a, a pitcher, who. They got in the Nelson Cruz trade as their three starter. I mean, a guy they got last year. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not a very deep rotation. No, they're not uh, that good. No, I don't know. It. They could be frauds. I think the Tigers will be fun. I love the fact that Torque is coming up. Uh, mm-hmm. They they really tried to get good. They just added Austin Meadows. It's a yeah. pretty good pretty good order. I mean, it's not great. Decent, I mean, you got the core of the order is Meadows, Baez, Torkelton. They added Tucker Barnhart. Um, they added one more bat to who else did they add? I feel like they added another infielder. I may be mistaken. I mean, yeah, it's not great. And the rotation's interesting. You got Eduardo Rodriguez now, who they added. Um, they uh, and then you got Casey Mize, who I'm high on. I'm a, I'm a Mize right. fan. Um, it's an interesting team, but you know, Matt Manning it, too. Yeah, I mean, Matt, it's not a complete team. There are a couple teams this offseason that built almost really good teams, and they just didn't finish it. It's like eighty percent loaded, and that that's where the Tigers are at. Yeah, uh, I mean, and there was. I don't know how much more could have been expected of them. The problem is no, with the talent that they had step. on hand. Yeah. They're, they're somewhat similar to the Mariners in the sense that they're ex- they they're exactly overperformed. The right. Yeah. They overperformed last year. Off that base, they had a pretty active offseason. Uh, and then, you know, they built a team that could contend or could not contend. Uh, mm. But, you know, there's a lot of teams... You know, we focus a lot on the teams that are tanking, and for good reason. It's really terrible. But there are a lot of teams that are trying that don't normally try or yes, that haven't tried first. Yeah, and, mm-hmm. you know, even the Royals, they, they're they bringing Bobby Witt up to start the season. Granky. Uh, Granky was an interesting sign. I mean, they've uh, spent the last couple off seasons. They still have Carlos Santana. I mean, they've got – they never they kept uh, Sal Perez, who was really right. fucking good last year. He was. I like I mean, the Royals are interesting. Better offensive catcher seasons. Yeah, the Royals are interesting. They don't have too much pitching, but you know, they have. I think everyone will be around the four ERA range on that rotation. Yeah, um, I mean, and if Brady Singer takes a step forward, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they they're interesting. They're yeah. I, I don't I don't see them, you know, seriously contending, but you know, I feel like we're saying this about a lot of teams, but you know they. They also, you know, they added Amir Garrett. 
Yeah. They're interesting. I like, I like we're, the we're, teams are trying. We're, we're sort yeah. of, yeah. We're talking so a lot about the AL Central here. Let's just move. Right. What, what's your order prediction? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, White Sox, Tigers, Twins, Royals, Clevelanders. I'm going White Sox, Tigers, Royals, Cleveland, Minnesota. Okay. You really don't believe in those twins. No, I think they're putrid. I think besides outside of the core of their lineup, it's a really not good team. That's fair. All right. The West, which I think is one of the How the West was won. Yes. It was. It is. I don't know, man. I want to take the Angels. I want to believe. Have you seen the rotation? Have you seen the rotation? How is this always a problem? How is this always a problem? Yeah. It's amazing that they can never they they have two of the biggest head starts in baseball, and like the most they could do was adding Cindergard, who is his velocity is not fully back. Uh, I mean he's got plenty to lose, but mm-hmm. I don't know, man. They always seem to find a way to have these ridiculously like front loaded teams that don't have enough depth that somehow managed to turn every mediocre pitcher that they get into a terrible pitcher, and then they try it again. They always mm-hmm. add mediocre pitching, and everyone's like, well, that's great. It'll replace the terrible pitching that they had last year, and then the mediocrity mm-hmm. becomes terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah. not buying the Angels. No, me neither. I mean, that lineup is so deep. If you look yeah. at it, I mean, the problem is also with the Angels, they have, like, you know, six studs and then, like, three putrid players on yep. the lineup, uh, which is very Angels now. Like, the fact you have Otani, Rendon, Walsh, Marsh, Trout, and then it's hey, like... Hey, and if, yeah, if uh, if uh, Joe Adele finally shows up, starts Yeah, I mean, hitting, they're, they're I mean, all in on him. Yeah, I mean, as everyone was a year ago, so... Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't buy them either. Uh, the Rangers also fall into that category of teams that went in for it 80%, where they signed two massive contracts. They signed John Gray, too. You know, I love the Seager. I love Seager, and I love uh, Simeon. I think they're great additions, but that team's still going to suck. Yeah. Well, they, there was just, with them, there really was nothing more they could do. They, no. I, the no. problem was they Unless were you want to sign all new players, yeah. Right, exactly, for exorbitant sums of money. They spent mm-hmm. as much as could reasonably expect, be expected of a team to spend in an offseason. And they spent yeah. this offseason with the expectation that it would help next year and beyond. Mm-hmm. And you got uh, they, guys, they got lighter in their system who's going to be a stud right. for them soon, maybe yeah, even this year if they want he'll to. He'll come up fast. Yeah. I mean, he's a college right-hander. He's right. He's I mean, really he's, he's polished. Right. right. Yeah. So, uh, I don't think they're, they're going to make any noise. Yeah. I, I Mariners. Ha! <sighs> the Mariners. That's another they, 80% loaded team. If they just signed Chris Bryant, I think it would have made the world difference. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they took on salary with Winker. They took on uh, and uh, 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 Suarez. Suarez to get Winker. Sorry, I couldn't think of his name, but I could see his hair in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, they... They were not a good team last year is the problem. They vastly mm-hmm. overperformed. They got a lot of overperformance out of their starters. They, 
like I, I they cobbled together something out of a bunch of like Thai France and a bunch of terrible hitters. Uh, mm-hmm. You expect some of those terrible hitters to get better. You expect I mean, here, here's their lineup, and I'll, I'll go through their lineup. You got Adam Frazier, who mm-hmm. you know was they added this an all star. They added this offseason, an all star last year. Uh, definitely dropped off in the second half, though. Yeah. Um, Ty France, who they could have mm-hmm. replaced with the first baseman, but he was good last year. He was very good last yep. year. He was. He was the uh, best hitter on their on their roster. Then you got Jesse Winker, who was a stud last year. Mitch Haniger, who's been great for the past couple of years. I think he had a down year last year. Um, Suarez, who had a down year last year. A very down yeah. year. Um, but a good rebound candidate. You know, change of scenery. Right. And then you got Julio Rodriguez, Jared Kalanick. You know, two prospects. Kalanick's going to be better than he was last year. Not terrible. I and mean, that's one through seven right there. They got Tom Murphy and J.V. Crawford. And Crawford's there for his defense. And Murphy's there for his defense. Well, Murphy can hit a little, too. It's, a little bit. It's not terrible. And then they added uh, Robbie Ray just to be right. the ace. And then, that, uh, you, you know, you're relying still on Chris Flexen, who, you know, was a breakout guy last year, but, like, is Chris Flexen. I don't know. It's high variety. Villa, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Lineup. Variants. Yes. Yeah, no, I volatile. agree with you. Yes. It's a very volatile... Okay, that's what you were... Okay, gotcha. Validity. It is a, yes. That's there are a lot of saying. V words. Mm-hmm. Varicose. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's... I don't know. I don't know what to expect. Though. And then then you've got the Astros, who I thought were going to fall off last year. They're they managed to turn a bunch of... Yeah, they managed to turn a bunch of meh to mediocre prospects into a very good rotation. Mm-hmm. They get Verlander back. He's looked good Fram- in spring. Between Framber, between Luis uh, Garcia, or it's Luis Garcia? Yeah. There's like six one, Luis Garcia. One of the many Luis Garcia. Yeah. Uh, between Garcia, between Framber, between JV, between McCullers, that's a good rotation. Not just good, I'd say a, a plus rotation. Yeah. You lost Correa, but you still got Kyle Tucker, who's an MVP candidate. Jordan Alvarez, who also could be an MVP candidate. You know, I, I wonder if with the DH in the NL now, if they're going to start changing the looks at DHs now with MVP. Probably not, but I'm just spitballing here. Uh, well, and then you and got the interesting Bregman thing still. is that they, they feel comfortable playing Alvarez about 40, 50 games in left field now. Yeah. I mean, Alvarez with his bat alone could be an MVP candidate. He is right. so good. And then you still got Bregman, too. Uh, you know, it's a little bit of a shallow lineup now, especially without Correa. Uh, right. But still going to be a good lineup. And, uh, you know, they're they're still going to be a good team. And I, I think they win the division. Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. As, much, as much as I would like the Mariners or the Angels to win that division. Uh, oh, we didn't talk about the A's, but there's nothing to talk about there. There's nothing as as to I'd... talk about. Could you name three A's players? Um, uh, Frankie Montas is still on the team. Yes, he is. Uh, nope, think that's it. John Jaso. John Jaso is around. They re-signed John Jaso. Yes, they re-signed him. No, not John Jaso. Stephen Vogt. John Jaso's retired. Stephen Vogt. Same, same energy. Same, per- same, same person. Same A's energy. Yeah, strongly agree. They're very A's. 
I don't know. They they stink out loud. But yeah, as much they as I'd like to see the Mariners or the Angels win that division, actually, frankly, no. I want to keep seeing the Angels. I want to see Shohei Otani make the playoffs, and I want to see the Angels somehow miss it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how that happens without a trade. But yeah, science has moved beyond the need for the Angels to ever make the playoffs. Uh, anyway. So, so your I'm, the division is Astros, Mariners, Astros, Mariners, Angels, Angels Rangers, A's. Yes, I um, think I agree with that. Yeah. So, what do you see as the playoff situation then? I've got. Uh, so, the Rays and the Red Sox to me are locks for the four and five seed. Um, yeah. I just think the Rays will probably become close to hundred wins. The Red Sox with that lineup, we can talk about them. Well, that's good enough to carry the weak rotation. Um, so, yeah, you know, you can, if you're scoring eight runs a night, you can give up six. Uh, it's the Red Sox MO this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the Red Sox will make the playoffs. So then you're looking at that last wild card spot. The Yankees are a team that could do it, but I hate them this year. They're going to fall apart I, so fast to me. I just hate their strategy so much. It, they didn't get better as the rest of the, the division was getting way better. Exactly. Like, you know, the Rays didn't need to get better. They're still the same Rays. Uh, the Blue Jays got a lot better. Got the same, I'd say, if not better, because they're the year of maturity and a full year of Barrios and all that. And the Red Sox got a story. On the same day the Red Sox had Trevor Story, the Yankees countered by adding Marwin Gonzalez. Welcome to Marwin. Uh-huh. I, as much... So, I, I think injuries are going to derail the Yankees this year. They don't have even close to the depth they had before. And, you know, they're an old lineup. They're an old roster. I don't see them making the playoffs this year. Okay, so who do you got? So, Someone from the Central or the West? That's my thinking. I'm thinking it's either the the Mariners, the Angels, and if the Angels, I'd choose the Angels, I'd flip them with the Mariners, obviously, or the Tigers, who would make that last wild card spot. And I think of those three teams, the most complete team of them is the Tigers. Interesting. I think... Mm, mm, no, the most complete is the Mariners, definitely. Yeah, I, I would take the Mariners as that succeed. Yeah. Hmm. <sighs> I'm taking the Tigers, fuck it. Even though they're not the most complete team, I'm taking the Tigers. I, you know what, I can see it. Uh, I think that you're absolutely right that it won't be the Yankees, because, frankly, for with the last year the imbalanced schedule... Mm-hmm. Uh, four teams coming out of the same division seems really hard to see. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't like the Yankees that much this year. Um, nope. So yeah, I would I would take the Mariners. I'd say mm-hmm. Mariners get that six seed, and then they somehow manage to not have a single home game. They lose the first two games to whoever the three seed is, probably the Astros. And then oh we God. laugh and laugh and laugh. They make the, the playoffs Mayors, for the... The Mayors are the, terrible at Houston, too. Well, yeah, I mean, they make the playoffs for the first time in 21 years, and they don't get a single home game. Wild. That'd be wild. Which is why, by the way, I was in favor of the, the ghost. ghost. Yeah, I, I get that it would have been confusing and it would have been weird, but, you know, if you're going to expand the playoffs, every team should have a home game. And... The advantage to winning the division should be greater 
or, or being the higher seed should be greater to make sure that the playoffs aren't so skewed that an 81-win team could win the World Series. But, yeah. Uh, that was probably not that popular of an opinion, and it would have been very confusing, and people would have hated it. Probably. So, uh, should we go to the National League? Let's go to the National League. Uh, the National League Eastern Division. Uh, mm-hmm. My hottest take here is that the Mets are going to win 83 games. I don't disagree with that. The Mets are going to be... I think they could win fewer than that games, honestly. The <laughs> Mets are going to Mets. They already ha- uh, Taiwan Walker got hurt today. Jacob DeGrom is hurt. I think he'll miss significant time. It definitely seems they, like he will. They just Scherzer, said I think June they, 1st was the best-case scenario for DeGrom. Yeah. Scherzer, That's, I think, will ba- battle nagging injuries all year because he's 37-year-old and I think has a lot of wear and tear on that body. And even in the last couple of years he was in the Nats, he had those nagging injuries continue. And I think they're right. only going to become bigger as he ages. Uh, so I think Scherzer will, you know, won't make the 35, 34 starts. I think it'll be closer to like 26 starts this year, 27 starts. Okay. Um, and then you're Chris Bassett. And, and, you know, I think a lot is being said about Taylor McGill being your opening day starter, even though it's like makeshift. You know, I think that's going to be the emblem of the Mets season. <laughs> it was defined by Tyler McGill starting on opening day. Isn't it Tylor? It is Tylor. Tylor. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. My, my prediction is that Max Scherzer stays healthy and watches his team crumble in front of his eyes and slowly goes insane until he chokes someone. Well, he saw that in 2015. So. Yes. He did, and the person he very earnedly yelled at was uh, Matt Williams. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I, I don't think that you could get away with that with Buck Showalter. No, Buck stops here. I like Buck. I like him too, and I don't think he's the kind of guy you can yell at. No. But uh, I would say that the clear favorite to win this division is the Braves. They're the best team yeah. in the division. They the won it last the year. League, in my opinion. Yeah. They're definitely the most complete team. I know I said that about the Jays uh, when you said, said the American same League. thing. No, no. When you said the same thing about best team, I'm saying, like, the, the Braves are just, they have talent everywhere. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can take issue with the Freddie Freeman, Matt Olson thing, but they didn't get worse. It's a baseball uh, move. It, it really was just a baseball move there. You, know, yeah. you look at long-term building, they saw a chance to get a guy who was five years younger or four years younger right. who, you know, they spent money immediately afterwards, so they made a decision. They said, we want Matt Olson, who they probably spent the same amount of, would have spent the same amount of money mm-hmm. on, you know, if not a little bit more. And they just made a choice, and you know, you can. It's not. It's not them cheaping out. It was them making a choice. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like baseball's a business type of move, except not in the depressing Baltimore mm. Orioles type way, in the it's, less depressing yeah. it's show way. business kid. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It's an interesting move because Matt Olson's a very good player. He is. I mean, he's mm. he was up and down. He wasn't great in twenty twenty, but that was fake. So. And he, mm-hmm. the first real MVP caliber season was last year. Yeah, so, but he's shown very much strong yeah, and flashes he's, of MVP. And he's like 27, that. so, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. I don't know what to expect out of the Phillies. I think the Phillies roster has even more holes than the Mets roster. 
Uh, yes, but I think that lineup is really good. I think the lineup is much better than the Mets lineup is, even though the Mets added a lot more depth to that lineup. Right. Um, you know, the rotation is very top-heavy, and the bullpen is, you know, going to be on with its hair on fire all season with the guys they have in it. Um, you know, a, a bullpen, that like, their bullpen is going to be either really, really, uh, really good or crazy. Like, you know, it's just a volatile bullpen. Uh, yeah. Just the arms they have it. And I Brad would, Hand, I would, Familia, Corey Nebel, like. I would lean towards crazy. Like, yeah. Familia hasn't been very good for you know multiple years now. Hand was mm-hmm. really not good last year. It seems like they spent a lot of money cobbling together a bad bullpen. So I don't yeah. really get it. Um, um, but that, I, I really like that lineup though. Yeah, I, think I mean Nick Castellanos to me is a dark horse MVP candidate. Assuming he doesn't have to play the field that much, yeah. Yeah, I, I think his his bat in that lineup in that park, you know, smacked after right now they haven't projected fourth in the lineup after Schwarber, Real Muto, Real Muto, Harper, and Castellanos, and they still got protection after him with Hoskins. He's going right. to see a lot of pitches. He's going to see a lot of pitches. I love his right center power in that ballpark. Yes. I think he leads the National League in home runs this year. Um, I think it's just going to be really good. Yeah, I, I think it's a really deep lineup. The defense is going to be bad. The pitching is if, not deep. It falls uh, off also after uh, six pretty sharply. I mean, the, the first six are, are really good. Uh, yeah. I, I don't know. It, the pitching is not great. The bullpen is going to be... They added Kyle but Gibson, you, too, this offseason. No, like, they added him at the deadline. At the deadline last year, that's right. Right. Uh, mm. For Spencer Howard. This is a team that would have been so much better off if even one of their prospects had ever hit. Yeah. Uh, but they can't Ooh, seem Mickey to make that Maniac. happen. Well, he's he's going to be on the roster. He made the mm-hmm. roster out of spring training, as did Bohm and Bryson Stott. Uh, so, you know, put up or shut up time for those guys. Yeah. Um, we'll see. They, they've got holes. There's a feasible, I mean, offensively, they've got possible, you know, fills for those holes. Uh, you know, they've still got Didi Gregorius, who had a bad year last year, but that could change. Uh, I don't know. I, I would pick them, not to spoil the last part of this, but I'd pick them to make the playoffs over the Mets. Yeah. Uh, even though I, even though I think the Mets roster is better on paper, uh, mm-hmm. I just have to believe in the Metsiness. Uh, I agree. So I would go. I think the Marlins are going to surprise. I don't think they're going to, you know, snap the playoffs. That pitching is really good. Yeah, I think, and I the think, lineup's not terrible. I think the Marlins rotation will be a top five, top seven rotation of the game this year. Yeah, I mean, and they. They did all the right things, you know, uh, getting Alcantara re-signed to that, you know, long extension, long-ish. Uh, they've got mm-hmm. – Marlins have always had yeah, – I mean, I, I, like the, I like them a lot this year. Find I think they're a good talent. team. The lineup, just you know, they never added Soler. The co- they added Garcia. Um, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think they're good. Added Joey Wendell which is a really mm-hmm. start, smart, savvy trade. 
Uh, yeah, although if the Rays are giving you someone, you should be skeptical. Mm -hmm. I love the trade for the Rays. Who'd they get? Who'd they give up? Yep. The mm -hmm. emblematic. That's exactly what I saw yesterday, and that pissed me mm -hmm. off. But yeah. uh, I just oh, I got Jacob know. Stallings too. That's right. Jacob Stallings, which is a really smart little signing. Uh, trade. I mean, uh, yes, trade. That's what I meant. It was a really smart move, mm -hmm. getting a catcher. Uh, they could be a playoff they, team. I, I could see it. I could see them being a playoff team. With if six break play, six teams in the playoff, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm still going to put them at fourth in that division. Yeah. I mean, fuck it, I'm putting them at third. <laughs> fuck the Mets. You've never gone. You've every single time we've done one of these shows, you've always bet against the Mets. And, and have I been, been wrong? wrong. Exactly. exactly. They're so, good at Mets. They they love to Mets. So I'm going to say Nats first in the division. They get a. Uh, Amazing bounce-back performance from Steven Strasburg, who throws all of the innings. Mm -hmm. 1,200 of them. Uh, no. Uh, so, Braves, uh, Phillies, Mets, Marlins, 50 feet of crap, Washington mm -hmm. Nationals. Yep. Uh, I'm going so, Braves, Phillies, Marlins, Mets, Nats. Then we go to the boringest division in baseball, the National League Central Division. All mm -hmm. the teams are boring. Well, the yeah, Brewers are like boring. Old people. If you like I old love, people, go like the Cardinals. I do love old people. Mm -hmm. uh, Can I just say, is Albert Pujols John Edwards thing right now? <laughs> I don't know. Do you think he's the one who filed for divorce? Well, does like maybe he's cheating on her while Ooh. she has brain cancer. That who knows? That did I'm happen. I'm just saying. Yes, mm. I keep saying I keep making that reference to all my friends, and no one's gotten it yet. Wow, which I'm not Can't surprised at. Your friends are not big fans of the 2008 Democratic primary. Mm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I feel like Albert Pujols is not the nicest person in the world as we have been made to believe so i would buy it but then again i bl i buy all sorts of conspiracy theories about albert pujols so uh that he's actually like 50 yes i think he's 50 mm -hmm. he runs like a 50 year old anyway maybe he'll hit 21 homers and get to 700 and that will be far and away the most interesting thing about the national league central this year uh I mean, I don't see it as much. Of, the, the race is between the Brewers and the Cardinals. I think the Brewers have the edge. I mean, both so I think these the Cardinals are, are the edge. Well, they're bringing back essentially the same teams as last year. And the, the Cardinals Brewers had won Mats. last year. The, the Cardinals had Mats. I think they, that's going to be good. They did add Mats. Uh, and the, Cardinals, the Brewers added, you know, McCutcheon. In Renfro. Yeah, which is just. I don't know. Yeah, they made some smart little moves. It's a, it's a boring division. I'm yeah. going to say it's I don't feel like anyone beyond those two teams is worth talking about. So I'm going to say Brewers, Cardinals, uh, what's the third team that's not the Reds or the Pirates? I'm blanking on a team. Pirates? Reds? No, the other one. Cubs? Yes, them. I said the Cubs, I said they're mildly interesting. They got Stroman. Uh, yeah. Uh, they Say signed Suzuki, Suzuki will be interesting. 
Yeah, they're an interesting. They're not good, but they're interesting. They they added at least like they're not all like they tore it down last year, but they kind of retooled a little bit. They did what I thought the Nats should have done. Yes. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna put them third, and then fifty feet of shit, and then Reds, and then I, the Reds are not gonna be as bad as everyone thinks they're gonna be. They're just no. they could yeah. have added a little bit and won this division. Instead, they dismantled their team. Yeah. Uh, so they're morally bad more than they're mm. baseball bad. Uh, yeah. So I'm going to say them fourth, and then the Pirates will lose a thousand games. Yep. They may not win a single game. So I'm, I'm going to go Cardinals, Brewers, Cubs, Reds, Pirates. Yep. I'm going to go different at the top, but same rest of the way. Mm. Then we get to the National League West. This might be the least interesting division in baseball. What? Just in terms of who's who's going to win it. I don't uh, know. You really don't think the Dodgers are going to win this division? I think the Giants are going to take a big step. I think the Giants are going to take a big step back. Their uh, pitching is deep as hell. It's got, deep, but they got a lot of guys that had a lot of career years last year. I mean, they're pitching whisperers. Alex Wood, I think, is going to be a contender for the Cy Young. This is my hot, hot take. And you are... not Sorry, not Alex Wood, Alex Cobb. Alex Cobb. You are yes. absolutely convinced of Farhan Zaidi's brilliance. <laughs> Look at them last year. They, they turned... Yeah. Guys... They got, a, they got a lot of fluke stuff happening. They turned Kevin Gosman, who no one could figure out, into a top-five pitcher in the NL. <sighs> I don't know, man. Cobb has I, found, you know, four miles an hour more on his fastball this year. I, I, just, I, I'm drinking the Kool-Aid. All right. I I think it's a lot of luck, and I don't think mm. they're going to get the and same they, offensive performances. Like, obviously, Posey's gone. True. Yes. They're not going to get the same performances out of Belt or Crawford or, hell, Longoria. Or Darren uh, Ruff. Or Darren Ruff, which is just the most annoying thing. I don't know, man. Maybe Farhan is a brilliant genius who's great at dumpster diving. And the truth is, they have not been as bad in any season that they've had him as I thought they were going to be. They've mm-hmm. consistently overperformed my expectations. But, Jesus Christ, man. Have you seen that Dodgers lineup? Like, I don't think uh, their pitching is that great. I don't think this is mm-hmm. the best Dodger team we've seen. But that lineup is phenomenal. Good. Yes, it's very good. Uh, yeah, I, I think there are holes in the Dodgers team that there hasn't been in previous years. I think, you know, come a Kershaw injury, their rotation just isn't deep. Uh, you know, right now it's, you know, Bueller, Kershaw, Urias, Gonsolin, Haney. Andrew Haney's their fifth starter right now, uh, right. which is fine. But, like, again, just not no depth. You're going to have to rely on David Price to be that guy for you this year. He just hasn't proven it. And, like, Cody Bellinger, I don't think he'll be good at all. I, I'm, he might I'm, be I broken. Think, I think he's broken. I think that shoulder injury in the 2020 playoffs ended his career. <laughs> Shouldn't have high-fived so hard. I'm serious. I, I called it then. The most dangerous high-five. I'm on record somewhere saying that. <laughs> Where? What record? The official record. So, the Dodgers, yeah. Their pitching bothers me a little bit. Um... I think it leaves a little bit open for 
a team like the Padres, I don't think they'll lose. Uh, they'll lose the division. I think the Dodgers will still win the division, but I think it's more interesting than you're letting on. Fair enough. I don't know. I don't believe in the Padres, and I am a Giants hater, mostly a Farhan hater, just because I, I hate the cult around guys like that. But uh, we'll see. Uh, I would say I mean, if, you, if you look at the depth of the Padres rotation, how many yes. quality arms they have. But then, and then you the look lineup, at the, the lineup. Like I mean, Tatis will be back. Eventually. Eventually. Um, Machado, Grisham. Grisham's good. Machado's good. Cronenworth was really good last year. Voight, Voight I still kind of believe in. I mean, yeah, it falls. It, it's not as doesn't compare to the Dodgers lineup, but it's not a bad lineup. And I think the I Padres have the edge on the rotation. The Padres clearly have the edge in the rotation. They have a mm. very good rotation. It might be top five in baseball. But they just they don't have a lot offensively. And, and the Dodgers are just, I mean, so good offensively. And their bullpen is good. Uh, and the rotation, you know, fine at the top. It's not deep. And, I mean, the truth is that they've got behind Bueller a lot of injury risk and a lot of downside risk in that rotation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I just, I don't see a team with that rota- with that ro- with that bull, excuse me. With that lineup, uh, losing this division. So I would say Dodgers, Padres, Giants, Diamondbacks, Rockies. No, Rockies, Diamondbacks, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, I'd go, I'm going um, Dodgers, Giants, Padres, uh, Diamondbacks, Rockies. Yeah, and we should probably talk about the Bryant signing and whatever the hell the Rockies are doing. They are a team with no organizational strategy, and frankly, you have to respect it. They just—they're out there doing stuff, man. And uh, sure, you know, they're just vibing. They're—they're vi- they're not not cont- not competing. They're not you know selling off. They're not. They're just—they're doing stuff. They're the last dumb organization in baseball. And I love them for it. Yep. They are very stupid. All right. They so have no playoffs. Orders. I also want to read this article, this news story coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Tigers and O's canceled their game tomorrow. Yes. Because the two teams don't have enough available pitching. What happened to the pitching? Uh, I think just people are breaking camp uh, and, and going Oh, that's to- right. Because the, the minor league season just started. So exactly. they're all they're all up there, mm-hmm. right? So the minor league uh, season starts tomorrow, and so all of the guys are gone. Yeah, that explains it. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, probably should have thought of that before they scheduled the game in the first place. But what are you mm-hmm. gonna do? What are you gonna do? Anyhow, uh, so playoffs. Playoffs. Um. Uh, should we just go through like NLCS and NLDS? ALD, no, I mean, well, we, NLCS. Didn't, we didn't talk about the, who we see oh, making the playoffs. Oh, that's right, the wild card the teams. Uh, I'm going, I'm just going to run through them quick because we're, we're approaching an hour already. Yes. Uh, if not, we're over it, I think. Uh, I'm doing the Phillies as the four seed, mm-hmm. uh, the Brewers as the five seed, or maybe flip them. Brewers four, Phillies five, Giants six. I am going to say. 
Padres six, uh, Cardinals five, and Phillies four. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I, don't know. I know I was just saying how much I like the Padres, but yeah, I haven't missed in the playoffs. I I see them making the playoffs. I think they have a lot of pitching. Right. The pitching is good, and I don't believe in the Giants. And really I can't believe we both picked the Mets to miss the playoffs. They're yep. gonna win they're they're gonna show us they're gonna prove us wrong this year. <coughs> sure. I said it last year they were missing the playoffs and they definitely proved me wrong last year. They, they didn't. Yeah. Mm. They I don't know. I just I find it so hard to believe in them. No, uh, that, I mean already already it's it's falling apart. Well, just the Grom. It, that's a huge piece of that puzzle. Yeah, but you kind of expected that going in. Who knows? Um, Whatever. I mean, it could it could totally. Degrom could come back June first. They could stay healthy. They're not a very deep team. No. Nope. Uh, I don't know. The Mark Canna signing and the Eduardo Escobar signings were great. Yeah. Uh, but things could still fall apart for them. So, yeah, they will. Uh, I think we should probably... You want to do... You want to talk about the playoffs? Do you want to do... Uh, Let's just do World Series and we'll do like quick awards. Yeah, that'll. that's how we'll do it. Uh, All right. World Series, I'm going to go with... Uh, Blue Jays over Braves, 1993 Redux. Or 92 Redux, excuse me. Who'd you have them go against? Uh, Blue Jays over Braves, 92 okay. Redux. Yeah. Uh, I, that's my original thought. I think those two will be the one seeds in their divisions, or in the leagues. I got Blue Jays as well. But I'm going with a little devil magic this year. It's Pujols' last season. It's Yaddy's last season. It's Wayno's last season. It's, I think if Wayno pitches well, it might not be his last season. Well, he's I think the only if one they, who said he's leaving. Yeah, but you know, it's it's you know the the franchise stalwarts last seasons. I, I, in my mind, I think the Cardinals. You know, the lineup is good. It's I'd say it's very good, honestly. Between O'Neill, Arenado, and, and and Goldschmidt, that's a plus lineup. Um, mm-hmm. you still got Dylan Carlson too. Uh, you know, if Paul DeYoung could hit a little bit, the rotation is fine. I wouldn't say good; it's fine. You know, guys, you know, you'll get a button up of four ERAs in that rotation to be solid enough. Cardinals double magic. That would be supremely annoying, and I would hate it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so quick awards. I'm going to take Harper to win. It? What? Who do I have, Who winning, have winning? It? Yeah. Oh, Blue Jays. Blue Jays? I believe in them. Yeah, I think I, I just I see their rotation as being great in a seven game series. Yeah, uh, imagine being able to take a ninety eight mile an hour throwing Yusei Kikuchi, put him in the bullpen with Pearson, uh, with Pearson, uh, and adding that to Romano and Merriweather, just going to have so much velocity out of the pen, uh, yeah. and so much velocity in the rotation. It's just yeah, I believe in them. I th- I, I definitely see that too. I'm still sticking with the Cardinals. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, because of devil magic, which of course is a real thing. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, MVPs, uh, AL MVP. I'm gonna go with Vladdy. NL MVP. I'm going with Harper. Uh, mm. Size. Are you have Harper I, repeating? I have Harper repeating. 
mm-hmm. because I think that Philly's offense is going to be like he might have he will see good pitches to hit that entire season. Yeah. Uh, and he's their best hitter from the left side, which means and and he's going to be wedged within, you know, righties righties. He's going to mm-hmm. see a lot in late game. Going to see a lot of right-handed pitching. I think it's an ideal match, an ideal situation for him. Yeah, I mean, I, I believe in him a lot. I mean, I called, I said last year he was my MVP pick. I can really see that happening too. Um, I think I'm gonna go in the NL. I think just Soto. He's gonna be too fucking good this year. He's got still protection in the lineup behind him, so he'll still hit. He'll still get pitches to see. I think he's just gonna be too good. Um, so I think I think they're gonna even if the Nats are the second worst team in the NL, they'll have such a good season that I think they're gonna give it to him. Um, yeah, I mean if he has a 500 OPS or OBP, they're, they're mm-hmm. it's gonna be too good for them to ignore. Exactly. Um, for AL MVP, I got I got a dark horse candidate from a guy who's also not gonna be on a playoff team. That's Corey Seager. I think if you look at how Seager's played when healthy in the last two years. He's put up MVP numbers over the last two seasons uh, in his combined, you know, because last year he missed some time and then the the shortened season. But it adds up to be about 160-ish games. He's hitting three, uh, about 300. He's got 920 OPS. He's got 30-plus bombs in his last 102 games. If he could put up a full season, stay healthy, those are MVP numbers. I think he can win MVP. I could see it happening. I mm-hmm. think, you know, it's – surprising that neither of us picked Otani to repeat. Obviously, it just feels like last year was like a miracle season, and if he manages to stay healthy and do it again, mm-hmm. he'll win MVP again. Of course, yeah. Uh, but... I mean, you see, put up, I, even if he puts... The problem is also, if he puts up, like, you know, two-thirds of the, va- the, the value he put up last year, he won't win it, even though even with two-thirds right. of Otani last year, is still MVP. Right. Like, he was a nine-win player last year because he just – he does everything. Mm-hmm. Everything you could possibly do on a baseball diamond. Exactly. Uh, and I think that the voters are going to underrate that. I think so, too. Because the novelty is gone. Mm-hmm. But uh, hopefully he'll do it again because he's the most fun player in baseball. Yeah. Uh, My, do you want to do Cy Young? Let's do Cy Young so we can do Rookie of the Year because this is going to be a really good Rookie of the Year race. It is, especially in the AL. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cy Young, AL, I've... Hmm. It's a tough one. I, you know I was what look- I'm going to do? I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with Barrios. Mm. I think he finally puts it fully together. Yeah, I was thinking Barrios... I, I was... There's a lot of guys, you know, there's, there's Bieber, there's Cole, uh, you know... There's a lot of like really good you know candidates for it. I have a really dark horse candidate coming out of the same rotation you're talking about. Um, I like Alex Manoa, Alec Manoa a lot this year. I'm very high on him. He looked really good yeah, last I, year. What? Mm-hmm. Really I, good last year I in limited starts. He's a dark horse for sure, for certain a dark horse. But there's something in the back of my mind with Manoa. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. To go with like a little bit more of a, a conventional pick, I guess. The thing is here is that none, none of these guys jump out at me. Even Garrett Cole doesn't jump out at me. Um, you know, the top the top guys. So I, could, I, I think it's really up for grabs. And I think if Manoa puts together a good enough season, 
I don't know. I, I'm 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 really high on him. I could see that. I mean, he's got great stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but to me, I, I would never pick a guy who hasn't pitched a full season in the major leagues sure. to stay healthy for a full season. Yeah. And, uh, and it may not be next year. NL, it might be uh, the year after. But might be. In, I could see that. I could see him he's winning Cy Young. He's got Cy Young potential, mm-hmm. definitely. Uh, in the NL, I'm going to stick with a guy like Zach Wheeler. I think, yeah, I think he, that's good he throws more innings than anyone else, uh, and that matters I mean, lot, he's already missing some time this year, though. Just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not too concerned. Uh, if he throws 200 innings again this year, I don't see anyone else challenging him for that Cy Young. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. I think I kind of like that Wheeler pick, honestly. Um, give me Wheeler. I agree. I think Logan Webb's also an okay. interesting guy as well, I'm, but I don't want to go two young guys back-to-back with my picks. That's fair. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how much I believe in Logan Webb yet, but I do really like watching him pitch. He's so fun. Uh, Jesse Plemons-looking motherfucker. Yeah, and I just I like the way he pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, neither of us mentioned Corbin Burns, uh, the reigning... Yeah, we didn't I, mention Robbie Ray either. Uh, yes, but Ray was way more of a fluke than Burns. I like Burns a lot. I, I had the fifth pick in my fantasy draft tonight, which starts in 30 minutes. So I got to hop off in a few and do a little research. I'm deciding between Vladdy or Corbin Burns right now. So I said go with Vladdy. All right. All right. The dog is right. complaining. Uh, I got – are having technical difficulties. So we're going to wrap up the podcast <laughs> now. Um, this seems like a, a really clean podcast. Yeah. Uh, the dog is hungry. He needs dinner. So go feed the dog dinner. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this podcast. It's a long one, so I hope you got your money's worth because we don't know the next time we'll do this again. Maybe in a couple weeks when the Nats yeah. are already out of contention. Uh, let's go baseball. We're back, baby. All right. See you on Thursday for more baseball.